Hey guys, Abel here, and in this video, based on popular demand, six things that happen when you are doing an extended bulking phase. Well, first of all, what do I actually mean by an extended bulking phase? Well, in short, what I mean by that is actually committing to the process and actually doing that, eating in a surplus for a couple of months at least. What I do not mean by doing an extended bulking phase is at the first sign when maybe you're losing a bit of ab definition or maybe you wake up one day and you're a bit watery, maybe your body weight has spiked a little bit, or maybe you just overdid food for a couple of days and you just feel guilty and then immediately pulling the plug and going back to doing another mini cut or something. No, what I actually mean here is committing to the process, deciding on one day that you're going to gain and then actually keeping yourself to that commitment for at least two months or so. Now, the first thing you're going to notice is that your body weight is going to go up, which is obvious. And yes, this also includes your body fat. But this is not what I actually want to tell you about now. But what I want to tell you about is that what you're going to notice is that nobody is going to give a damn. Certainly not the people around you in your everyday life. So your family, friends, colleagues, all of that stuff. And if you just think about it, I also see people in my day-to-day -day life that are going through cycles of getting a bit chubbier and then getting a bit thinner. Maybe I see their faces rounding out a little bit like mine is right now. And like I either just don't notice or even if I do notice, I don't really give a shit. It's almost like in elementary school when maybe you saw a classmate coming in with a new haircut one day and for the first five minutes you were completely baffled and by the end of the day you just completely forgot about it. The only thing I have noticed is that I'm getting less comments now about being too skinny, which is something that if you're a natural trainee and if you're keeping your body fat relatively low and you're not walking around with your shirt off but you're actually having clothes on, this is a comment you're going to get a lot. So yeah, this is something that I'm getting less of. But even if you're a part of the fitness community and you're a fitness professional of sorts, even then really nobody's going to give a crap. I'm hearing it from so many guys who are telling me, you know, like I would really love to do a long bulk and, you know, put on some body weight and see how much muscle I can put on. But there is just so much pressure from social media and my followers to, you know, be shredded and lean all the time. And my question to them is exactly what pressure from what social media and from what followers? Sure, if you have a six-figure business which is predicated on hundreds of thousands of followers appraising you for your amazing shreddedness, like a Kino buddy or something, then sure, I understand the pressure. But I heard this comment from so many guys who, I mean, I, I never even saw a picture of them online. And on top of that, do you personally only follow people that are super shredded? Do you follow Omar Isaf or Lane Norton or Eric Helms or Mike Bizertel? I do. Are they shredded all the time? No. Have you ever unsubscribed from them because you saw their ab definition fading a little bit or just not walking around with veins in their abs all the time? No. Why? Because maybe there's just more things to your character and your authority and your fitness professionalism than just walking around shredded all the time. And to me personally, it's actually a lot more interesting to see someone showing the actual journey and the process of what it takes to build a really good physique and the best body that you can have. And that includes things like massing and putting on body fat and not walking around super lean and shredded all the time. If I see another super aesthetic guy with the perfect V taper and really shredded abs on Instagram, like I, I just have to yawn. Like there are so many of them. Whereas if I see someone with their shirt off at 15, 16, maybe even 20% body fat, I'm actually going to open my eyes to that because I know how mentally challenging and, and taxing and difficult that can be if you're into this fitness game to let go of your leanness. Okay, the second thing you're going to notice when you're doing an extended bulk is that your performance is going to go up in the gym. 
I've just recently hit some PRs in the gym where I was like, where the hell did that come from? I'm pretty sure that some of you have noticed at certain times that you're just plateaued completely for weeks or even months. Maybe you try different things, you try out different rep ranges, maybe you try some periodization model, you're deloading, go back to hitting your PRs again, and nothing is happening. And it's one of those things that, yes, sure, you can make decent progress in a deficit or at maintenance, certainly, but there is only so much progress you can eke out if you're not eating in a surplus at all. The best progress is always going to come in strength gains and also in muscle gains when you're chronically in an energy repleted state. And if you actually want to build tissue, like in the case of muscle, you need to provide the raw materials for that process. Another thing you're going to notice is that you're just going to be able to tolerate more total training stress than you were able to do so before. If previously you were able to tolerate 10 hard sets in the gym, maybe now you're able to tolerate 15, 18 sets a week. Maybe after another two months of bulking, you're even able to tolerate 20 sets a week or even more. These are just examples. These are not my personal numbers, but the point is, is that maybe a certain volume amount previously was just completely impairing your well-being. Maybe it was messing with your sleep. And now when you're eating enough chronically, now you can actually do that amount in the gym and just feel completely fine the next day. Another related point is that your well-being is going to increase day to day. You're going to notice that you're irritable less, your sleep quality increases, even for myself, I have years and years and years of sleeping issues. And even myself, I just have mornings when I wake up and I'm like, man, the world has just gone by without me for the past eight or nine hours. These are just things that are going to occur more likely if you're actually eating enough and chronically repleting your energy stores. I also notice that in between sets in the gym, I'm not just sitting there completely lethargic, but I actually get up and move around and walk up and down like a, a dog in the backyard that hasn't been taken out for a walk, like the one next door that you can probably hear at certain times during this recording. Also, your libido might increase. I notice on myself that I just have times when I feel like when I was 13 years old and just couldn't contain myself because of my raging hormones, but I won't go into details there. On the theme of well-being, you will also notice that your flexibility in your day-to-day -day life is also going to increase. So for example, minor things like getting home to get your next meal two hours later than you normally would is just not going to impact your psychological and just overall physical well-being. And a lot of this actually has to do with the fact that over time, your metabolism is going to start ramping up. Nothing magical is going on here, it's just that over time your body is adapting to the cumulative energy balance that you're in. And this also means that you will have more freedom with things like eating out and eating some high calorie items in a restaurant. And this will also mean that you will have more freedom with things like eating out and eating some high calorie item in a restaurant. You probably noticed that when you just finished the cut and you're at 9% body fat, minor decisions as to what you're doing when you go to a restaurant and what you order and how much of something you eat have relatively meaningful effects as to what's going to happen with your body composition. When you've been eating in a surplus for a couple of months, your body is just resistant much more so to moderate to high levels of overfeeding acutely. You can just have a much wider window of calorie intake and your body composition is not going to change as much as it would if you were to be at say 9% body fat at the tail end of a cut or something. And off of this, you're going to notice over time that you're going to start losing interest in food. And this is hard to convey, but if you followed my work, if you watched some of the videos that I did on this topic, if you had the patience to listen through some of the longer podcast episodes that I've done on this, then you might recall that there is sort of a relationship between the cumulative energy balance you're in, your body fat percentage, and the food reward you're getting from certain foods. So let's say you just finished a cut, you're at eight to 9% body fat, 
and you might get satisfied and satiated from a large plate of veggies and some chicken and you might really enjoy that meal. But if someone offers you something more tasty, like certain grain products or maybe some cheese, maybe some really juicy meat with some baked potatoes, that's not super palatable, but in that state, you might feel a little bit like a shark in bloody water. You just have a really difficult time controlling yourself because the hedonic pleasure you're getting from that food is just overwhelming in that moment. And then not even mention things like ice cream and pizza and french fries. When you've been bulking for a couple of months, your relationship with more and more food items is going to start resembling that of the relationship you have with things like broccoli and chicken at the end of a cut. And needless to say, something like this is just the perfect psychological and mental environment you can create yourself over time because if you want to cut the next time, maybe you do want to shred down a little bit for the summer, then you want to be in a state when food is almost like this means to an end, annoying chore, meaningless bullshit thing in your mind. And the weirdest, weirdest thing that happens when you've completed a couple of months of bulking is that you start scratching your head that how come that people have all these interesting theoretical discussions about the amazing things that happen when you get really, really lean, like eight to 9% body fat, like insulin sensitivity goes through the roof. Your systemic levels of inflammations are just going down. Your nutrient partitioning is amazing. And conversely, I'm supposed to be worse and worse off every step of the way as I'm bulking up and putting on body weight and body fat. And how come that despite all of this theoretical discussion, I'm just feeling better and better the longer I'm bulking? And it's just one of those things that we love to talk about the theory of things and how things should work. And it just often doesn't reflect reality. So guys, never committing to a long bulking phase, never sucking up the challenges, the mental burden of getting a little bit fatter, not seeing your abs as beautifully separated as you normally would at the end of a cut or if you always post for Instagram. It's a little bit like building a brand, which is some lifestyle entrepreneur brand, which is predicated on promising people that they can quit their jobs and they can always be on a vacation and they can just use their laptops from the beach and they can build their dream reality that way. And you're so caught up building this brand that you're never actually taking the time to make money and hustle a little bit because you want to show the lifestyle flexibility on Instagram for people and you feel like you wouldn't walk the walk if you actually worked. So, you know, if you want to belong to the aesthetic physique year round sort of crowd, then that's great. But just realize that you need to pay the price for that. So over time, you can probably maintain a really lean physique year round. But first, you got to go cycles of getting a little bit fatter. I myself, anytime that I found myself considerably bigger at the end of a cutting phase than I did before, that always came at the end of hitting a sort of body weight and body fat PR before. Either intentionally, purposefully bulking up, or unintentionally, you know, just some disordered eating, bit of binging, that kind of stuff. But regardless, I needed to pay the price first before I actually could have reaped the benefits of being leaner and bigger than before. So that's what I had to say for today. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, then please subscribe to the channel to support the growth of this channel. Like the video, share it if you feel like someone else could benefit from it. And with that, see you, what day is it today? Thursday, then see you this Saturday with a really cool interview with a guest that I'm really excited to introduce to you. So that's all we have today. See you next time.